I have to teach us a very important lesson today because I see people are falling for a very terrible response to crime. And if you've been a long-time listener of the podcast, you've heard me teach a version of this, but I'm going to be unmistakably clear today. Police do not prevent crime. And if you want crime to drop in your city, police respond to crime after it's happened. If you want crime to drop, communities need wealth, resources, and education. Wealth, resources, and education. If your goal is to drop crime, boosting the budgets of police will not do that. Study after study has proven it. I'm going to unpack and explain it today because in many cities across America, hear my heart, there is an increase in crime. And because on television, police stop crime, what we see when crime rises is police budgets rise. But all over the country, crime rises and the budgets go up and crime doesn't go down because they do not stop it. Let me tell you what does. If you are actually interested in stopping crime, let me tell you what stops it. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. This may be about the 10th time I've taught this lesson here on The Breakdown. But today, I'm going to try to be as unmistakably clear as I can possibly be. Police do not stop crime. Do you hear me? Police departments, police officers, sheriffs, sheriff's departments do not stop crime. They don't prevent crime. They don't stop it. They respond to it after it's happened. They do not address the root causes of crime. They don't prevent it. They hardly even respond quickly to crime when it's happening. And sadly, when most crimes are in progress, when you call the police, they show up well after the crime is over and have a very terrible low success rate solving crimes. In San Francisco, for instance, there is an epidemic of car break-ins, and nearly 99% of those break-ins are, listen to me, never solved because police don't solve them. Prosecutors don't solve them. District attorneys don't solve them. They're damn near unsolvable. They are quick crimes, fast crimes, and police aren't quick or fast or effective or efficient. If you want to find out what lowers crime, 
There are dozens of factors, and I'm going to try to boil it down to three. And we have to ask ourselves, if this science is available, if these facts are available, if what I'm about to tell you is true, why don't we do this instead of adding more budgets, more money to police budgets? Why do we keep doing the thing that doesn't work? And I, and I think I have a clear answer for you. There are three things that prevent crime, that stop crime from ever happening. Now, even in the presence of these things, it does not completely eliminate crime. But crime plummets when these three things are present. Number one, wealth. When wealth is present. Now, wealth can mean not only well-paying jobs, a strong income. It can mean savings, investment, entrepreneurship. Where wealth is abundant, crime plummets. Because this isn't rocket science. If you are wealthy, it is highly doubtful you will break into a car. It is super doubtful you will break into a home. It is incredibly unlikely that you will rob somebody on the street. Now, does it eliminate 100% of crime? No. Does it eliminate a ton of crime? Wealth eliminates a ton of crime. Therefore, when you go to the wealthiest communities in America, guess what plummets? Crime. Absolutely. It drops completely. In some wealthy, and when I say wealthy, I mean that across all ethnic groups. You go to wealthy black communities. And yes, there are some wealthy black communities, particularly in cities like Atlanta, outside of Washington, D.C., and in other places. When you go to wealthy communities of any ethnic group, crime plummets. That's number one. Crime plummets. Now, does it stop domestic violence? Not necessarily. Does it stop drug use? Not necessarily. But crime plummets as wealth goes up. Consequently, the wealthiest zip codes are almost always the safest zip codes in America. Over and over and over again. If you want to look at the safest zip codes in almost any county or state, Look at the wealthiest zip codes, you'll find the safest zip codes over and over and over and over again. Number two, access to resources. Resources may mean great doctors, great therapists, great health insurance, great daycare, great after school, great schools, great elementary schools, middle schools, high schools, and colleges. When you have wealth and you have access to resources, advisors, coaches, people that can guide you through life, doctors, attorneys, when you have access to great schools, great resources, hear me, and wealth, crime plummets. 
So yes, access to wealth can give you great access to resources. But there are some communities that aren't necessarily wealthy, but resources are abundant. Great schools, great parks, great access to resources, great grocery stores, great roads, great neighborhoods. You have access to wealth, you have access to resources. Crime drops and drops and drops. Lastly, educational level. The higher the education level goes, the more crime drops. Now, let me say, let me throw a complicated wrench here. What we know is that in wealthy zip codes with highly educated people and great access to resources, police don't even show up in those places. Police hardly even have a presence in those places. In some ways, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Those places aren't even heavily policed. Crime is damn near non-existent in places with highly educated households, with great access to resources, and great access to wealth. As wealth goes up, as access to resources goes up, as the quality and level of education goes up, crime plummets to record low numbers. And then we can do the inverse of that. When poverty is abundant, when resources are scarce, and education is poor, access to education is hard to come by, and educational levels and reading levels are low, crime skyrockets. I'm not being classist here. I'm saying you will rarely see a PhD rob somebody. You will rarely see carjackings in the wealthiest communities. It's not when you see them. Maybe somebody from a wealthy community goes to a community that lacks wealth and resources and education. The carjacking may happen there. The break-ins don't happen. Random acts of violence happen far less in communities with wealth, resource, and education. And by education, I mean preschool, elementary school, middle school, high school, college, and grad school, and all the way through. If you want crime to plummet in your neighborhoods, in your cities, instead of flooding them with police, which actually increases arrest rates and does not drop crime itself, if you want to decrease crime, Flood neighborhoods with jobs, wealth, resources, and education. Do you hear me? If that's actually your interest, that's what you do. Communities need wealth, resources, and education. They need 25 other things, but you can boil them down to those three things. And here's how I'll close. How do I know when a community in a city isn't actually concerned with public safety? Because if you were actually concerned, you do the things that actually eliminate crime. You would address poverty, despair, access to resources, and quality education. 
You would flood those communities with those things, not police, not police departments, not police officers, not police cars, not police patrols, not prosecutors, not district attorneys. If you really wanted to help a community, you would flood it with the things that would actually save them. That's not what we see. Stop falling for the same old stuff that they only impose on black people and black communities. White people know their communities are safer because of wealth, resources, access to resources, and quality education. They know that. But they don't want that for your community. They want to flood your community with police. Listen, I've got to run. I hope I'm clear. I'll be right back here tomorrow. Take care, everybody. Break it down. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week, we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night. We're building wealth for ourselves, and we want to make sure that you understand how to build wealth in your own family. Tune in for shows like Is Your Money Racist, Retirement Savings, Investment 101. We literally run the gamut on all the things that you need to know about financial wealth, creating a legacy for your family, and really just wealth creation as a whole. What we find is that these conversations are happening, but they're not happening as much as they need to in diverse communities. And so we're bringing a new voice, a new amount of energy, and we want you to tune in. So we bring the tips, we bring the strategy, and we always bring the good news. So make sure you tune in every week to the Momentum Advisors. There's something for everyone. Mom.